hands with my ham. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Rabbi walks into a pub joke. So how you been? You good? Yeah, pretty good. We should say hello to everyone else first. Oh yeah. Hello everyone else. Welcome to the Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show podcast. My name is Gabor. G'day, g'day, g'day. Welcome along. Uh, this is Alex talking from Australia. Oh. So if you haven't um, worked it out, that's where we live. And if you live here too, hope you're well. Um, g'day. G'day. If you don't live here, um, hope you're well and g'day. That still counts, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, what's been going on with you? Um, I've done this for a while. We've... Um, couple of weeks off doing yeah, we had like stuff we had like covid isolation time and then we had um what well, i did oh yeah and then we had you're, you're in a hot spot easter uh, well briefly um lukewarm spot lukewarm logan <laughs> <laughs> it always is um and then um yeah easter holidays and then yeah so it's been a we had a we had a few weeks off um mm. Uh, not much, just doing the same old crap, really. Um, um, yeah. yeah, same old, same old. Um, bunch of new stuff arrived, but other than that, um, not much. What about you? Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep eating, sorry, because they're just too delic- delicious. I've got some oishi pillows, chocolate-filled crackers, party size. Um, <laughs> so the deal is, on the days we do videos, we often go to the Japanese place down the street and get... Ramen. Well, or often is a bit of a... Always. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> Ramen or Japanese curry. And then, around the corner, there's a Asian grocer. And we go there and get crazy Japanese sweets that we can't read the titles of the box. Like I have little, like, pine tree type or pine cone type, like, biscuit things with chocolate dipped in. Did I put photos up last time? You might have done, actually. Let me take another photo of it, and I'll, I'll put it up. Okay. Ready? With Alex in there, too. Hang on, actually, no. Just too close up of that. <laughs> Just... The world doesn't need to see that. So, and then I'll take a photo you, of my pillows as well. And you got something called pillows. That's so good. I just love this Japanese stuff with the crazy like little cartoon. Mine has cartoon monkey on the back showing you what's inside. And Did it, I would have told you about the... Um, um, Garlic Man. Garlic Man? I had, uh, Cheese Man and Garlic Man uh, uh, in Korea, in, in Seoul, when, I, yeah. when we did a stop over there. I bought some, you know, the two-minute noodles in the kind of styrofoamy kind of thing. Um, um, I asked her, because it was for my kids too, and I asked a lady in the shop, I said, which ones are the, the not spicy ones? And she pointed at these ones. And then one of them had, I took a photo of it ages ago. Let's see if I can find a photo and put it up as well. But it was... It was one guy who had a, his hat, not his, not his hat, his head, was like a triangular piece of cheese. Right. And the other one, had, his head was a gar- like a garlic, a whole clove of garlic, <laughs> or bulb. Is that what you call it? A whole bulb of yeah, garlic yeah. with eyes on it. Cool. And it was something cheese man and garlic man, and they were kind of fighting each other on the, <laughs> on the package. Awesome. Yeah. It was like a cheesy garlicky thing. Awesome. That's yeah. cool. So that's where eating pillows... Yeah. Oishi pillows. Oishi pillows. Uh, oh, and before we even start, um, uh, wherever you are in the world, whatever it is you're doing, um, take a f- while you're listening to this, take a photo of where you are, what you're looking at, 
you don't have to be in the photo, but just take a photo of whatever it is you're doing um, while you're listening to this podcast and either email it to us, superfunawesomehappytime at gmail.com or um, go to our, I don't know, uh, Facebook and, and send it to us or, you know, it's always interesting to see who the people are that we... Um, Mm. we talk to here because I mean it's kind of we're sitting in a room talking to a Zoom recorder just interesting to hear who's actually listening to this stuff out there yeah Um, yeah so please do do that that would be awesome if you did Um, thank you so much All right, Alex new stuff that you got well you won't be interested in this but I finally purchased and picked up my new PA system. Um, yawn, but yes. <laughs> so it's been a bit of a long time coming and a big investment for me because it's quite lots of money for me. I bought a um, quite a big Nexo system. Oh. Yeah. So I've got Nexo PA and it's really interesting because I've been doing sound for what, good 10 years, maybe? You think you've been good at it by now you'd think so <laughs> <laughs> and it's always been like you know kind of club and s- small outside events and medium outdoor events kind of stuff and now I have a, a PA that people actually want to hire because of the system so, so next time the Rolling Stones tour they can use your PA yeah <laughs> for, for drum film for drum film <laughs> <laughs> and um for the real drummer who sits behind Charlie Watts. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> just a blob toy and mannequin. Oh, they just have, they have two strings on each arm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hologram. Thund- Thunderbirds are go. And this, yeah, even, because I put this little video up that um, I'm part of the film when we went to the warehouse to pick it up. And um, it's quite a lot of boxes. It's It fills up my big crafter van, like, Full. I was going to say, does it actually all fit in there? Yeah, but it's full, so there's no room for anything else. Okay. So I have to think about logistics. So it fills a big van. And then, so I've already had, like, messages and calls and stuff. People going, ah, oh, I've already got some work for you. So now I have to work out how to price it and, um, like, like cross-hiring fees and having gear that people actually go out, out of the way to look for the gear rather than just, you know, do it with a PA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's an interesting thing. So I'm a bit of a learning curve with that and the business side of owning gear that actually has, like, rider-friendly tag on it and all that jazz. Cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, yeah. Okay, and, uh, okay, I just woke up again. <laughs> so, uh, any... any <laughs> No, 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 I'm joking. Um, guitar, guitar-related stuff. Anything new? Um, probably just one thing. I've got finally got after wanting one for about eight years. I got a BB preamp from Exotic Effects. Um, Exotic Effects USA, as it says on the case. Gives you back your BB bounce. Yeah. So <laughs> it's um, something I've kind of wanted to check out for ages, and you know, there's that. What's the signature one now? Is it Tim one? Tim, this is signature one. It's got more red colour. Tim Timmington? Tim Timmington, yes. Is it Andy Timmons? Andy Timmons, Andy maybe Timmington. that's it. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I knew it was someone with Tim involved in him. But um, 
Yeah, it's cool. Is so, it Timmons? I think it's Andy Timmons. I think so. And it's just the original orange one. And I haven't even plugged it in. It just came in the mail the other day. So I um, might check that out this afternoon. But it um, should be fun. Uh, I'm just checking it out. Yeah, the exotic BB mm. Andy Timmons, the BBAT. So I think I'm going to look at maybe buying a guitar soon. Ah, like what? <clears throat> well, I'll show you on, on the Facebooks. Ooh, put your mystery glasses on, folks. Uh, I can't. No, I'm not eating any more pillows because then people are going <laughs> to complain that they hear the chewing sound. Nom, 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 nom. Well, I've kind of been putting all my money into this PA system, so like saving hard and getting that happening. Twelve dollars. So, $12 so now that's done. Let's see if I can find it. Well, actually, while you're looking for it, Yo. I was actually thinking of another build that I wanted to do, guitar build, oh. which is very un-me. Remember I told you about it? Uh, no. Ah, oh, you never you <laughs> never remember what I said to you. No, I've actually, because I mean, I'm still waiting for the body. It should be done by now, actually. I should message him, but I'm still waiting for the body for the, the it's the, the thin line um, Jazzmaster body for the aluminium neck that mm. should be coming. But I'm already thinking of the next guitar I'm making. I think I want to make the a bit of a Prince tribute guitar. Oh, that's right, you did. But not his like love symbol guitar, the cloud guitar, any of those, and not the telly, the Hona telly either. Um, I, for whatever reason, mm. I I like he had this blue sonic blue or some blue, um, like a light blue. Strat, yeah, with a maple neck, maple fretboard, which is very un me. Mm -hmm. Floyd Rose, awesome, and an EMG humbucker in the bridge, mm -hmm. and an EMG single coil in the neck, no middle pickup. And for some reason, I kind of really want to get that, <laughs> yeah, sure. or make something like that. Yep, like maybe a slightly relict. Um, if you watch. Um, uh, the, his Super Bowl performance, which was pretty amazing, actually. Yeah. Um, he does, he plays a couple of covers in the middle. I think he does All Along Watchtower and he does a Foo Fighters song. Right. Sure. And he has his blue, that's what he plays a blue strat for. And for some reason, I really like it. And the EMGs, they're kind of almost, you almost don't see them because they're white and they blend into the white picker. Yeah, cool. Hmm. White so cover like, yeah, yeah, but it's oh, like, just white. But you know how the EMGs, they're just there's yeah. no pole pieces or anything. It's just yeah, and they're white. So it's a white humbucker and white neck, uh, white um, single coil in the neck, mm. and it almost blends into the pickguard. And yeah, for some reason, I'm 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 kind of feeling the urge to make uh, like because I mean, and actually, because it is five years. It was just the other yeah. day, five years since he died. Mm. And uh, I kind of, I don't know, I like that guitar. Cool. So that's that's something I might, let me know. Should I do it or not? Let me know. Wow. Cool. Um, I can't find the guitar I was looking at, but it was a an SG with a Bigsby on it. Uh. But there's also this guitar that I've come across recently too. Oh, is it a PRS single cut? PRS single cut, mm. 2001. And it has, is it the, I think it's just called the single cut, hey? it's because it has one single piece wraparound bridge. 
That's not the McCarthy, is it? That's different. I don't know. I know there were lots of issues with names and stuff because they had that lawsuit with Gibson. Mm. So it's pretty much a Les Paul. But it's, um, it has EMGs in it, ah. which look cool, but I don't know what they sound like. But it's a good price. It's that much. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Look at you, Mr. Fancy Pants. New PA. Well, yeah, buying a PRS. Buying my uh, uh, dentist uh, guitar as well. Blues lawyer. I need, I need a blues lawyer guitar. Yeah, man. Who doesn't? Um, yeah, that's cool. But Gretsch is still high on the list too, so... I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm actually... I'm, I'd be kind of keen... Um, I'm sort of... Th- that Greco I got... Um, I'm kind of keen on... I'm back in the... I think I'm back slightly on the Japanese... Old Japanese guitar bandwagon. We'll sit down. Because um, that's such a great guitar. And it was cheap. Mm. Um because it was in bits, but that was part of the fun that yeah. then, you know, I go and buy whatever bits I want to put on it. And yeah, like an SG like that would be nice, but I'm kind of thinking an old Greco Firebird. That would be cool. Oh yeah. That, that would be really, really cool. I see what fun again. What was the other, there's another Gibson. Um, Gibson on Marketplace. You've probably seen it. I'll find it again. There's been a few of the Yamaha... Oh, what are they called? Basically, it looks like a Les Paul, but it's Yamaha version of it. Yep. And they're meant to be really good too. Studio Sound or something like that, or Studio something, whatever the name is. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of keen. I'm kind of liking the idea of, of um, Japanese stuff. Of some old Japanese stuff. I've been keeping an eye open for, um, for that sort of old Japanese stuff, like Greco or Fernandez or. Um, I think I'd be more interested in... Although, I mean, if I'd find a Sonic Blue Strat, maybe I would take that and convert that into the Prince guitar. Yeah, right. But I'm thinking maybe a parts guitar. Um, I mean, I don't know if it and when I do that, but I was just thinking about... I've been watching a lot of... I think I mentioned this on a podcast before. I've been watching a lot of um, sort of Prince stories. Oh, yeah? On YouTube, like people that work with him... Right. Um, you know, and at Sunset Studios, um, Sunset Studios is getting quite active on YouTube now. Really? That's cool. With putting, um, they did a lot of, because um, a, a lot of big bands recorded there, you know. Mm. I mean, Prince semi lived in there for a while, and but Van Halen recorded there. And yeah. A lot of big acts recorded in there, and um, they get uh, got a lot of the people that were involved in recordings to be part of it and talk about stories. And Dweezil Zappa went in there a few times and talked to people. And so I've been kind of getting into the whole Prince thing lately, and um, I think that's where the, that came from. Um, yeah. That I, kind of, I would like to do that guitar, but um, yeah, do you maybe sending me like an image of it? And it did look cool. Well, I think the story goes: it's a just a Mexican. It was just a plain Mexican strap. Yeah. And then he had his guitar tech put a Floyd on it because I think he liked Floyd's because I think he liked the tuning stability and he liked doing all the silly dive bomby stuff. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, it's actually, you wouldn't really think it of it, but he was a bit of an 80s kind of shredder dude as well. Yeah, right. I mean, he could do it. He was a great guitar player. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of his guitar, pretty much all of his guitars, I think, had AMGs in it. He liked EMGs. Really? That was his thing. Which, again, for 
like a sort of funky dude, but at the same time, a lot of clarity. You know, mm. that's what you get with these. They're super clear. Um, yeah, yeah. And you get an already buffered output as well. But then he goes through all his boss stuff. Just buffers on buffers. Buffers on buffers. Yeah. Maybe you should do a Prince pedal board as well. <laughs> That'd be cool. Because it's all boss pedals. I think boss. I got most of them. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think he used a, a, a... The only one I don't know is a Blues Driver. It's I think he used a Blues Driver. Blues but then he used a DS2 Turbo Distortion. Yeah. That was his main kind of distortion sound. There you go. Um, oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, the 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 um um Schecter Schecter Sun Valley Super Shredder. Well, it's kind of like it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Just different pickups and stuff. Blue with the maple neck and Floyd. Yeah, seven fifty. Should get it. I don't know. We'll see. Do you like the idea of building one? I like the idea of getting. All the kind of bits together myself. Mm. Yeah, cool. Um, or seeing if I could get you know brands involved in it and use it as a demo guitar. Um, mm. I don't know. It's just a thought, anyway. It's a fun um, thought. Okay. Uh, new stuff. Yeah. So uh, the good people at Boss sent us some stuff. So the OC five arrived. Mm. Which uh, you haven't tried yet. I brought it along today, but you haven't. We haven't actually plugged it in. Um, so OC Five has a um, little switch on top. Where you go from vintage to polyphonic. So vintage being monophonic, monophonic, and it's kind of based on the OC Two, but you have an octave up as well. All right. So you have four knobs. You've got a the octave direct up. volume. Yeah. You've got an octave up, octave down, and two octaves down. Mm. But if you go to polyphonic mode, you only have the octave up and the octave down. The, the two octave down knob now becomes what's called a range knob. Now, what the range knob does is you can actually set how high in pitch the octave goes. So what you can actually, in effect, do is, because it's polyphonic, yeah, I see. you can set it so it only goes like from a low E to an, an A. Yep. So when you play chords, mm. the bass note gets octa- an octave down to it, or an octave, you know, whatever you want, yeah. like octave up or octave down. Um, so you can set the range, or you can you have a setting where it picks the lowest note out of anything you play, and it adds an octave to that. Huh. So you can play high, quite high chords, but it finds the lowest note and puts an octave onto that. That's pretty clever. Which is kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, I couldn't quite... I did an unboxing video with it, and unboxing videos, I never look at the manual, and I couldn't quite get what was going on. But sure. Yeah, I know now. Mm. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, and there'll be a full video of that coming up soon. And there's a guitar and bass switch as well. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Polyphonic, it tracks really well. Does it? It has a kind of pog, yeah. micro-pog vibe. But um, it tracks well, sounds good. Um, we not long ago did some videos where we were, we were actually just talking about how the OC2 doesn't like going like lower than A kind of thing. Mm. It sort of doesn't like tracking that. Yep. This one, no problems. Must be all digital. Oh, I'd say so. Yeah. To make it polyphonic. And then it kind of did a, it kind of probably did what the sort of sub and up type thing. Mm. We have the vintage mode, which is kind of like a digital emulation of. Um, 
But it sounds pretty good. Speaking of boss, did you mm. see um, uh, everyone's favorite Chugga Chugga man, um, Ola, Ola England? Yeah. Got a prototype of the HM2W. Did he? That was a craft H- uh, heavy metal pedal. Ah. Ah, and he did his Chugga Chugga with it. <laughs> chugga Chugga. So, that, yeah, they sent him the prototype. Yeah. Um, so that looks like it's coming out soon. Ah, that'd be fun. Mm. If you're into chugging. Well, I'd still like it. I'm not into chugging, but I'm still yeah. gonna. Would like to get one of them. I'm gonna talk to my people at Boss, and I'm gonna say I really want one of those because I like those pedals. Yeah, you do too. Yeah, they are cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, it'd be interesting to see what the Wazza does. It's a switch to make it uh, blues lawyer friendly. Ooh. It's a John Mayer switch. <laughs> <laughs> John Mayer switch. Um, so that came oh and then so uh, speaking of Boss um, they also sent the BCB 1000 yeah which is sort of a new flagship pedal board they're doing and man it's cool I dig it Mm. I like it a lot I I don't think I'm going to be able to send it back so we had this chat before about they've re-released have re-released yeah yeah the the BCB the, the pedal board series and I think they've re-released some of the same old that molded plastic stuff. Yeah, there was but a, slightly updated. Was it was a bit dicky, and you could only fit X amount of boss pedals in there. And, well, you can fit other pedals in it, but no bigger than boss pedals. Yeah, but like couldn't fit down electro pedals. No, 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 no. Electronics, no. big stuff, or yeah, whatever. Because it's molded each. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so yeah, so they're pretty limiting what what they can yeah. do, but now. Or different because it's not limiting what we can do. No, so the BCB 1000, it's not a massively big pedal board, but I I genuinely think so. It comes in a it basically when you get it out of the box, hmm. it looks like one of those um, um, and I'm not 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 mean, meaning to be racist here, but when you when you fly anywhere. It's always the Asian people on the plane that fly. They always have these hard shell cases. No one else ever does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it in a bad way. No, but you know what I mean. Those kind of the the the, the suitcases. Yeah. But that are kind of like a molded. Yes, it's like a aluminium or something like that, or whatever it is. So. Often it's like this, like. Not fiberglass, but it's kind of like a hard resiny type. But you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. So those, like a suitcase like that. So it looks yeah. like one of those. Yep, cool. And it even has an extendable handle. Mm. Like, so you, and it has wheels on the bottom, so you can wheel it like a suitcase. So, and I, I honestly think, I don't know if this is true or not, but I honestly think they made it that particular size because that's probably the size that you can have as a carry-on. To me, it looks like... You know, when you have when you check in at a pl- at an airport and you have that basket up the front where so if it fits in here you can carry it to carry on. It looks to me like it fits that size. Cool. So it's not a massively big. It's probably similar to my um uh, what 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 am I using for my acoustic board? You've got that as well, the oh, pedal train board. Pedal train junior. Is it pedal, pedal train junior? It's about that size, I'd say. Okay. Roughly. Maybe a little bit bigger. Somewhere around about that. Yeah, maybe a bit bigger. Um but yeah, so you have that suitcase with these really quite lovely heavy-duty latches. Mm-hmm. Um, and you put it down, you undo the latches, and the top comes off. And it looks a bit like it has that sort of pedal train, mono kind of pedal board kind of look. Yeah. But it's mounted inside the case. 
So it's part of it. Yeah. It's part of the suitcase. So basically, the suitcase you take the top bit off, and the bottom it has um, rubber, rubber uh, feet. Feet. That's the word. Yeah. Uh, and it's sort of mounted in. I think. I guess you can unscrew it and take it out because you can put power supplies and stuff underneath. And it also has a um, like a, a junction board kind of junction thing. Oh, cool. There. Yeah. Right. Um, so. Uh, oh, hang on. Andrew sent it. Have I sent you a valve DR? Yes, he has. We have to do it. Andrew from Mostronics. Ah. We still have to do a video on his valve DI. <laughs> um, uh, he did send it to me, yes. Um, um, yeah, so it, it looks really sturdy. It looks really, really good quality. I really like it. I may not be able to send it back. That's cool. Um, that's nice, eh? Yeah. So we, we will, and that's actually, we want people involved as well. Uh, so there's two pedal boards we're going to be building now because hmm. we've got the mono pedal board, which is a bit bigger. Yeah. And we've got the... Boss one, which is a bit smaller. Um, now I'm. We've had a few suggestions already because when I did the video of the unboxing of the Tysco and mono pedal board, I sort of asked, "What should we do?" And a lot of people said they'd like to see an all Australian pedal board. And I'm thinking that sounds like a good idea too. Yeah. So one of them will be an all Australian pedal board. Um, but what yeah. should we do with the other one? So we'll do. Uh, we'll do maybe do an all Australian one. Yeah, we've thrown ideas around like this before and I think this might be a good time to do it because we've got some really cool stuff in our stash now we've got tons of really cool stuff in our stash now yeah which leads me to that okay so if you mm. Alex yeah could put a pedal board together right now yes if I would say to you put a pedal board together right now please Alex uh, and you go oh, I can't be bothered now and they go no 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 now do you mean, do you mean right as now as in right now oh like now no, the moment's gone. Um, no, but if you ha if you were to put a pedal board together now, if you would, would have to put one together now, 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 <laughs> as in right now, what um, what would you put on it? In, talking about Australian stuff, aren't we? No, generally, what like would just, you put on it? Ah, just generally. For like an all-purpose board, you 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 for whatever reason you can only have one board. Okay. And that board is sort of it needs. To, cover a lot of sure. you know different different scenarios what would you put on it how big is a board well it's either a medium-sized mono board <laughs> or uh, the boss bcb 1000 okay so like medium medium in, size in yes. the world of boards well the mono back mono one is pretty big actually mm. i think that's more like a pedal board pedal train three type size okay cool. it's 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 got decent amount decent. of size yeah so, just because it's me, I always like to have a volume pedal on the front. Okay. Uh, it's also really good for uh, recording too. If um, if you watch any of Tim Pierce's stuff, he always has a volume pedal that he can make your guitar shut up. So you, you can always close off any pickup hum or buzz from amps and fuzzers and drives. It's half the fun. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> cleaning up noise. In your I volume. spent hours just recording. Um, Pick up noises just to add that that to a recording. Oh, wow. Just for the vibe. Yeah. Wow. So I have it on the I have a looper pedal when I play gigs. Mm. Just doing that. Cool. A whole channel on the PA just for that. Cool, 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 cool. So anyway, um, excuse me, just chewing on little trees. Volume pedal. I think a good compressors. Really valuable. 
either for like funky stuff, country stuff, ambient stuff. If you want all your ambient stuff to Okay, what if a, <clears throat> a doom band goes, Alex, bro, <laughs> <laughs> we totally need you in a band, man. Like, okay. Come and join. Okie dokie. <laughs> what no. would you put on that? Oh, doom. Maybe a clean boost? No. Um, definitely some fuzzes. Some. Oh, you know what would be cool? It's the Grumpkin Overdrive for low gain. Mm. So that really cool, angry, sort of aggressive mid-range. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing, the double muff distortion thing. So that's a great rock. Oh, the electromonics thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it called double muff? Double muff, yeah. It's, all, it's in the shadows there. Um, in the shadows. And then something big muffy, but... Uh, big You've muff. already got double of it. Yeah, but that's distortion. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> Triple muff. Triple muff. <clears throat> and then, yeah, some fuzzes. Probably some modulation to get textures. Okay, what kind of modulation? Probably a tremolo with square wave. Okay. Get some choppy kills. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah okay. Helicopter. Yeah. Um, Helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's a Freudian there. Um I don't know, maybe some wacky modulation stuff like one of the old Blood Noise endeavors or... Have you plugged the flashlight, flat light in yet? Um, yes, briefly. What does it do? <coughs> like a flangery type thing. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then probably some mad analog delay action. Okay. So you can do self-oscillation stuff. Maybe also, if we're talking Doomer stuff. Well, I was just joking about Doom. I mean, anything really. Well, that's my Doom board. Okay, Doom board. So back to the general purpose thing. Okay. What I got? Volume pedal, compressor. I think I need a few food groups of overdrive. Okay. Like, like a, maybe a Clonny type thing, a Marshall in a box type thing, maybe... One or two other f- grades of crunch, okay. um, and and fuzz. Wait, one fuzz to do. Oh, if you had to pick one fuzz, I don't know. I'm not sure which one. Now, okay, random fuzz. Yep. So you've got fuzz. You've got a clony kind of boosty, boosty overdrive yeah. kind of thing. You've got a Marshall in the box kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe possibly like a BB kind of preamp. Possibly. Which is a Marshall in the Box kind of thing. And you probably want something a bit more high gain. Okay, so let's say you've got a fuzz, you've got a high gain distortion, you've got a mid kind of distortion, and you've got a low kind of distortion kind of boosting. Sure. What order do you put them in? I've gone back and forth with this, and I think it really depends on the pedals. So last time I did a board up, I ended up just getting them on the floor, plugging them, see which one stacked the best. Okay. Yeah. Because I know you have a preference with that. I tend to like going into the lower gain, higher into lower gain. Higher to low, yeah. Um, yeah, that's such a personal preference thing. That's No, it's just one's right, one's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> My preference is correct, so... Yeah, cool. well, always correct. Mm. And then I think you need a couple of variations of modulation. Definitely tremolo, because I like that sound. And then maybe something like the... Um, 
mad professor thing with a few different variations of can do chorus and vibrato and oh stuff. the modulation one the moon something yeah maybe it was a moon something something like that especially if we're doing like general purpose board that can do you know some recording can go to a corporate band gig doing covers can do some you know indie rock stuff for a festival um and I think you need something a bit wacky to do amb ambient like a step filter or synthy thing okay what, what synthy thing would you put? Hmm. Would you put the poly effects Bebo on a board at all? Oh, yeah, possibly. Okay. Yeah. Because there you got wacky stuff in there. Yeah, wacky stuff. You, you even got audio to MIDI conversion, so you could even play actual synthesizer stuff. True, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Hmm. Ah. And that could cover reverbs stuff too, because it's lovely reverbs. Oh, that covers most things. And, and then memory man is delay. Do you have a memory? Yeah. You do? Yeah, the big one. Oh yeah, that's right, you do. And the big reverb. <laughs> and then I'll probably go into... <laughs> Don't touch my stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Then I go into 16 amps. 16 amps? Yeah, but all on one, so you can barely hear them. But the combined effort make, goes louder. Yeah, combined volume is about the same as at Princeton. Okie dokie. <laughs> it's been silly now. Are you going to put like plexi stuff in front of it so it's uh, perspex? Oh, you don't need to, they barely turn on. But it looks cool having perspex in front of it. And you can be Does like it? Joe, Joe Bonamassa. <laughs> With all the... Uh, and you need to wear sunglasses. John Mayer mod, yes. Yeah, the John Mayer mod. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually coming to something we're going to talk about is what we're going to do with these pedal boards. <laughs> well, that's kind of what we're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. So I think we'll build one as a Aussie demo board, like demonstrating what Aussie yes. manufacturers are up to at the moment. Okay, so out of the Australian stuff that you can think of that we have, yep. what would you put on it? Um... Definitely some of the, either one of the Doomsday effects, either the fuzz or the distortion. Well, that's the two, I guess. The choose one. Yeah. What, which one do you, would you pick out of those? I Probably the fuzz. I like yep. the fuzz. That's pretty cool. The Cosmic Critter. Mm. Um, the only thing is it will have to be a stereo board. Because of the... The stereo panning optical tremolo. Tremolo, yep. <laughs> Just because of that. And um, the... Um, when the sun explodes stuff that's mono yeah but, but the, that's a cool, that's a great reverb yeah but that's awesome um, some Moztronics drive stuff we can pick our favourites this is a pile of those there's a lot of those yeah <clears throat> yeah um, what else is there uh, the kink stuff yes kink see stuff. The, 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 I think the one problem we're going to have with an Australian pedal board is there's too many good drives Lots of drives and lots of fuzzes. Lots of drives. Uh, not that many fuzzes, but yeah. mostly drives. I mean, kink. We've got mm. the. Okay, let, let's just let's just sort of first thought, right? Okay. The cosmic critter by um, um, 
Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah. The Kink Psychedelic Charlie. Oh, yeah. And then we have the... Russian Plague. Well, the Russian Plague, get yeah, it, but that's two. That's the... That's like a... Oh, yeah, that's a two for one. Yeah, I mean, there's that. Two for... There's the... That's fuzz there. there. Which is a rat and a, and a big muff. Mm, rat muff. <laughs> rat muff. Um, and then there is the... Um, oh, speaking of big muff, I bought a, an old, like a... Oh, yeah. Black, big box, black Russian Big Muff. We should shoot that out against my um, non-black one. Well, I've got a non-black one. Silver one. I've got one of those too. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, but we should do a bit of a shoot-up with that. Yeah. Um, anyway, sort of, sorry. Um, um, there's a, well, Mostronics has a classic fuzz, which I remember was quite, I quite liked. Yeah. Um, and it can get quite Big Muffy, that. Because mm. I think the tone control is quite flexible in that, but then it also have the Kink High Horse, which is the yeah the um, Fox Tone Machine mm. kind of thing. Um, there's lots. Damn, fuzzboard. <laughs> yes. But then drives. I mean, there's a million Mostronics drives, and they're all good. Yeah. We've got the Dazzatronics yeah. Spears. I. B Y O B Y O Bring Your Own B Y O M Barbecue Bring Your Own Barbecue. I think it's a Bring Your Own Marshall in a Box or something or something like that. It's a, like a Marshall in a Box yep, circuit. It's like a high gain um, Marshall thing. Eight hundred type thing, wasn't it? Yeah, which sounds really cool actually. It's a good mm. pedal. And his rat, we've got kicking around. The rat we've got kicking around. Yes. What else is there from Dazzy? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Put on the spot. Uh, then we also have, which is a really good fuzz, the sound sound box workshop. Is mm. it the sixty nine? Yep. Is it the sixty nine? The seventy one. Sixty. It's some year. I think it's sixty nine. The sixty nine. Whatever the year, sound box. Something. Workshop. A number. Uh, a number of some sort. Hang on, let me have a look. Um, yeah, yeah. That was a really good fuzz. Oh, and the Grumpkin, like I mentioned earlier. The Grumpkin, yeah. Has he done any other pedals? I don't know. Have you heard from him at all? No. Because oh. he's in Brisbane too, isn't he? Yeah. Hoping it's not, not, not a one-hit wonder, because that's cool. That is a very cool pedal, yeah. Um, Let me see what else is here. Uh, sure. I'm just trying to find the the 76, 76. Soundbox Workshop. Cool. Um that was a cool, that's a cool fuzz too. So there is, yeah, there are a few fuzzes that are really cool. Mm. Oh, I, well, okay. The Bebo. Mm. That's a strain. It is. Um, is that going to go on the board? Can do for Aussie board. That or the, or do we have two reverbs? <laughs> <laughs> yes, two reverbs. Two reverbs. Um, um, is there any other modulation stuff besides the panning? Stereo optical tremolo. Just trying to think. Does Andrew have a... Andrew has a tremolo, but I don't think we have that. Yeah. Uh, that's Mostronics. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. Huh. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Huh. It's too much stuff. I don't remember what... What, yeah. what we got and what we didn't get and what's the strain and um, but yeah I mean there's lots of stuff it's not going to be easy oh yeah definitely enough for board there's um, 
whittling it down to just one board, I think, is the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now the other thing so the other board what should we do with the other board well I don't know do you have any ideas well I was thinking one of the things I was thinking of is to like a really ambient kind of thing yeah but then the other thing I was thinking of is to like a real um, like full on gain stacking like fuzz and distortions kind of crazy over the top a stoner board <laughs> yeah kind of like yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> Uh, with just over the top effects, sure, like everything that's kind of wild and over the top. That's fun too. Um, or should we go like full Instagram spec and make sh- make a board with all the pedals the same color? Yes. Well, if we use lots of Mastronic <laughs> stuff, that works out. True. <laughs> um, that'd be the orange, white, black kind of board. Yes. Um, and the BB. The BB. Well, we could put that on there. Um, Another chocolate. Thing. That's. Ooh, oh, but and well. I think okay. What about like a um, like an ambient slash doomy kind of board? Yeah. So bunch of fuzzes, but lots of reverbs and delays. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. See, this is where we then have to decide which one of those two, the Australian or the other one, would we put the Bebo on. Which one would we put the when the sun explodes on? Yeah, because I mean that's that's probably for more quirky, um, like sort of ambienty kind of doomy stuff. Like um, avalanche run could be fun on one of the ambient things. That's instant ambience. Yeah, that could be instead of the sun exploding one. Ah, that's the sun exploding is much better than that. Yeah, it's cool, but way if, better. Than if that. we had to split them, it's kind of similar world. Slice is fun for. Oh, the slice! Yeah, I didn't mm. think about that. That would be a cool one. Definitely need a whammy on it. Terra Echo is cool, but it's a bit of a one-trick pony. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what else we got around here? We could do a synthy board. Yeah. I've got the EHX Microsynth mm. and the EXZ, the S, S9? Is that what it is? What if we did the a... Synth 9? You know how we're going to do this Eurorack stuff? Yeah, yeah we're doing that. Yeah. What if we had a board that was designed to go into that or involved with that? Well, that's where all the Dreadbox stuff could come in mm. because then you can have CV patch cables. Could do, yeah. Well, what do you people out there want to hear? What do you want to see? Let us know. Uh, mm. I mean, there's lots of lots of kind of interesting ideas, but and uh, we could just build it for a couple of months and then do another one. So yeah, well, I yeah. think the boss one we're going to have to send back, so that sure. will only be for a short time. Um, okay, but now, yep. other questions while we're talking about pedal board building. Yeah. Modulation. Mm-hmm. Which modulation would you put? Before distortion, which modulation would you put after distortion? Before, I'd probably go like phaser and flanges. Okay, so like chorus as well? Depends if you want it to be pretty or crazy. Well, I want it to be crazy. (laughs) (laughs) There's your answer. Okay, before you fuzz in metal zones. And the... um, Metal zones, uh, plural, yes. Yeah. Middle, middle, middle's eye. So 
anything you want to be prettier like say vibrato and tremolo and or chorus I'd go after okay I don't know like flanger and phaser thing you guys let me know if you're in the same boat but I feel like I've never quite worked out how to use flanger and phasers it's pronounced flanger flanger phaser <laughs> P. Hazer. P. Hazer, yeah. Um, the old P. Hazer. I haven't really quite worked out how to use them in a like musical setting without sounding like a bad rip-off of Hendrix. Isn't everyone basically a bad rip-off of Hendrix? Yeah, that's why, um, that's why I don't use them. <laughs> um, no, well, the thing is, you gotta, as soon as you use them in a subtle way, mm. it's just, nah. You've got to make it go nuts. See, so for example, flanger, <laughs> uh, great use of flanger, Prince. Right. Go and watch him play some stuff, guitar mm. solos. And he uses it almost like I did, the, um, and Paul Gilbert did, the Paul Gilbert um, flanger, the airplane okay. flanger. Where it's almost like a pitch thing. Yeah, sure. So he has it on really extreme, and he will play something. And then Prince always did those kind of pick slides and kind of just making noise, sort of rubbing his hand up and down the fretboard and sliding the pick up and down the fretboard. And it quite often turned a flanger on and it just does this... And it's like this little transition bit between his playing. Yeah, cool. Um, I guess Van Halen did this really slow, like, phaser thing. Yeah. No, but the, to me, phaser and flanger, subtle doesn't work. Mm. It's either... Full on or forget about it. <laughs> sure. Oh, maybe we should... That, could, that should be a project. We should like, learn how to put them into music. I'll show you, pro- mate. Properly. I'll show you, mate. Yeah, will you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything on 10. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Subtle is not in my vocabulary. That's just... You don't do subtle. You're either all in Sub-tool. or that's it. Subtle. Um... Yeah, so let us know. Like I said, we, we're sort of trying to think about what to do and, and you know, it's it's always interesting kind of trying to work out what to do with these pedal boards. When someone sends you something and goes, oh, I think it would be fun if you do a pedal board build. And they go, okay. And then like, ah, oh, what are we actually going to do with it? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh. So. Well, I think, I think uh, what I would like to do is one of those boards, turn it into a board that, look, maybe the Australian board mm. could be a demo board. So it's a board where you can get a certain amount of big variety of sounds. Yeah. And then when we do videos for the guitars, for example, like the Psy guitars or the Fano or some other guitars that may or may not be coming down the track, um, uh, it's a constant. So mm. people can kind of go, okay, when they did the video on that that Sire, they used the same pedals. Yep. Same everything. It's like a constant thing. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think that could be a good idea. Let us know if that's if you think the same, everyone out there, because in the end, it's about whatever you guys want to see. Not, I mean, it's yeah. us having fun too, but it's whatever yeah. they want to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, and th- well, and then I mean, the next thing you already touched on it. Next thing will be that um, Eurorack thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still waiting for some stuff to arrive, and I'm still waiting for some people to get back to me. But um, it's basically almost ready to go I was just saying actually before we started filming uh, filming before we started recording um, I feel really kind of dumb but 
I've had some of that Eurorack stuff sitting there for ages and I haven't even gotten it out of the box yet because I haven't had time to do anything. Lame. Um, uh, oh, actually, you should talk about this as well. One of the things I've been doing. Yeah. And uh, uh, while people are listening, I'll put a link in the description below for this next thing. So uh, our favourite uh, German bald-headed YouTuber friend, Henning, <laughs> has um, released... And the funniest thing of it all is it's he it's him and Glenn Fricker together. So if anyone knows Glenn Fricker, Spectre SpectreMedia.com or SpectreMedia I think it's just called Spectre Media. Yeah. I don't know if it's dot com. But um Spectre Sound, I think it's what it's called, Spectre Sound Media. Anyway, he just started a thing called Spectre Digital. Uh where I think he's gonna sell like um IRs and courses and I think he does a few things together with Warren Hewitt every once in a while. They do like these sort of mixing courses together and all that sort of stuff. Mix Academy thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Glenn, who, if anyone watches any of Glenn's videos, uh, is always very, 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 very opposed to drum programming and drum samples. Yeah. His first major release as a as the Spectre, Spectre Digital is um, Henning's drum programming course, yeah. which I thought just for that it was funny. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. I've watched two-thirds of it. Mm. Um, really interesting. Yeah, cool. And so, yeah, there is... Um, hang on, what's the date today? This will be out. Oh, yeah, this will be out before the 25th. So until the 25th, which is the Monday coming... Or Sunday, Sunday, this coming Sunday. So you'll have a day in a bit uh, once this is released. Uh, until the 25th, you can buy it at $99 introductory price. Mm-hmm. It'll be $149 after that. And I'm going to put a link, an affiliate link in uh, the description below. If you click on that affiliate link, uh, we basically get a cut from um, from this. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so... It's basically Henning sitting there. It's 15 hours of Henning. Wow. Uh, but it's really good. It's really in-depth. Um, and he talks about how to set up uh, drum programming because he says, and I find the same, like this like, touch thing, like what you do it with your fingers. Yeah. Half of the time you spend more time fixing what you did because you played somewhat out of time. Sure. Um, and he said, and he, and he goes through all this stuff and he goes, okay. But then people say, but what about quantizing? And then he plays this thing in it and then it shows you how some things are quantized to the wrong bits and, yeah. and then you have to still go through it all and fix it all up. And um, and then sort of he shows his way of doing it and setting it up and mapping a drum system, drum kit into your um, step editor. A lot of DAWs have step editors. Yep. Um, and it's really, really interesting. And then he goes into, he looks at, uh, and I mean, it sounds like an ad for it, but I'm just, it's, well, it sort of is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, he goes through um, all, like lots of different software too. So he goes through Native Instruments, for example, how do you set it up in Native Instruments. Yeah. Um, he goes through like uh, um, B, uh, BFD, is it? Yeah, BFD, Superior Drama, all the, like, uh, like the top, Sure. few like the ones that are the most commonly used yeah. and how you set it up with them and what the pros and cons of some of those are because uh, his main take on everything is dynamics mm-hmm. 
and he said you can get a lot of simpler sort of uh, drum VSTs, drum plugins. You can get dynamics by uh, a velocity, like how hard it's being hit. But, and that's the other cool thing. So he has a drummer there, Hank, um, who it's his bank campaign like clockwork that Henning does a lot Hi. of recordings yeah. for. And uh, I met Hank. He was the guy who did the behind the scenes footage at 42 Gear Street. Sure. And I met, met um, Rafa as well, the singer, and mm-hmm. at 42 Gear Street. Lovely people. And um, he has Hank there, and he has a million cameras around him. And Hank is playing a beat, and then he has a camera just on a hi-hat. And he goes, okay, well, let's look what he actually does while he plays. And you can see how he hits, you know, by just playing, I don't know, eighth notes on the, mm. on the hi-hat. He goes, yeah, but every once in a while he hits it with tip of the stick every once in a while he hits it with the shank at the shank shank yeah tip and shank and then some um vsts will have hi-hat tip shank Mm. and then you know tip with it completely closed tip with it a little bit open more open and then shank with it completely closed and you know all these different things whereas others don't and he goes through all that sort of stuff and it's really really in depth and he really put a lot of thought into it Mm mm-hmm um, but he said he's been doing it for like 30 years or something. Like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, very interesting course. And and he does a bit of, and I'm doing air quotation marks, he's, he's, he's a bit Henning, you know, like Henning is. Yeah. But he does get to the point quite a lot. Because like, a lot of few people were saying, oh, I'm a bit worried about <laughs> watching him trying to be a comedian for 15 hours. And yeah. uh, you do watch him trying to be a comedian a little bit, but... Um, all up, I think it's really, really quite good. So just, uh, you know, quick plug. <clears throat> but th- you you said that's not really something that you're that interested in or not you're really into. Oh, yeah. I just don't really You've have got a... access. You can play drums yeah. in your studio. Yeah. <laughs> I probably just don't have a need to it. Not I'm not interested in it. Yeah, because um, yeah, if I do program stuff, it's to sound programmed. Okay. Because I have access to... My studio has a live room, so I can record drummers. Yeah. So if I program stuff... I'll, Probably want it to be sounding electronic and modern. But what if it's uh, the apocalypse is just around a corner and none of the drummers can come here and you oh, have to do it yourself? Thank God. And I mean, and and um, Alan Kelly rings you up and goes, he goes, I need a. Now he's racist. Now I'm being racist. Yeah, I need this song, man. I need it. I need it recorded because it's part of the. Mm. Um, it's the the theme song for the apocalypse in in Lower Eastern Dunan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I want I, I can't, you can't have a drummer there. But I, I wanted to be programmed. But I wanted to sound as realistic as possible. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Learn to play drums. Okay. Yeah, I guess when you have you have your own studio and you have a live room and you have a drum kit or m- multiple drum kits sitting right there in the next yeah. room, then I guess it's easier for you. But um, my, that was my high school instrument. I played drums in big bands, uh, playing you know, like show, show bandy kind of yeah, like crap. Well, there you go. Actually, I was telling mate the other day, I never owned a kit when I was in high school, but I played this high school one and then a friends guy I went to school with his dad was a drummer for a long time you know old time bands and country bands and stuff and he had two kits and at the time he wasn't playing much so he lent one to me and now looking back it was a 62 
62 or 63 Ludwig yeah. kit and it's like the Beatles um, the Ringo kit that was on like I don't know whatever the, the did sort you sit, of actually, did you sit on a really tall stool behind it as well yeah and uh, so yeah that was my little jam kit in my bedroom is this yeah. gorgeous old Ludwig kit vintage yeah uh, he probably still has it because he had two kits it was that 60s Ludwig and also had a 70s Rogers kit that had like I think like five rack toms and two bass drums floor tom like big 70s proggy kit with no bottom heads concert toms and it was like a polished white colour but he had black heads on it so it was all black and white yeah so very 70s wow it's fantastic well, there you go. Mm. Should have, should have, should have stolen it off him. Mm. Considering about doing that now, stealing it. No, sounds like a plan. <laughs> uh, you heard it here live on the podcast. Oh crap! <laughs> uh, well, but now he would have done it already. I shouldn't have said it. Still, <laughs> um, too hot. To but yeah, no, I, I find it really interesting. So I, I'm, I'm mm. one of those people when you listen to any of, or most of the stuff I record at my place. I, like as as a good example, I put that my harmony video. I had a lot of good yeah. comments on the the track, the Get two tracks I put on it, especially the first one. And it literally is. I think it's the um, Abbey Road drummer mm. on on contact. Uh, in contact in yeah. Native Instrument. And it's because uh, uh, it's I wanted something with brushes because yeah. it was like a Tom Waits ripoff kind of song. I wanted something with brushes, and I think I took a. One of the preset grooves, yeah. and I think I moved a few things to slightly different beats because I think maybe the kick was on a funny spot, or maybe one of the the snare kind of hits. Um, yeah. But all the because it's it, it's funny when you look at that sort of stuff, and I actually didn't even really look at it that much back then, like when I was doing it. But now I, I looked at it the other day again just to kind of because sure. I was doing the the Hennings thing. Uh, the the sound that you make the brushes going on the snare it's like it's its own thing and there's like a track that goes through the, out the whole thing and then you have the accents every once in a while yeah, yeah. and I think I just moved one of the accents around and or one or two of the accents and maybe one of the two kick drum things like mm, moved yeah. it to so it fits better with the song but I mean it's basically ninety percent preset groove yeah and that's pretty much all of my stuff is basically 90% preset groove. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a few... One of the things I used to do a lot and I quite like is layering drum beats. Yeah, cool. So you find... Look, for quite often, I would find a beat I like. But, you know, in hindsight, it's actually easier to do it Henning's way. But um, I would find... You know, I'd look through... Listen to the presets and i go, oh, the hats on that sound really cool. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I would take that preset, but because it's all MIDI... I just get rid of the kick and the snare, sure, and then I layer a different, or I get rid of some of it, and then I layer a second beat on top of it, or if I have someone doing a like a preset groove that has sort of these ghost notes and accents in it, mm. then I would go to machine and do a really straightforward beat over it that kind yeah, of cool. fits with it, and sort of layer drums. I like mm. always like doing that in recordings, but yeah, pretty much everything I do is preset drum grooves. Yeah, so. The what I said in the video as well, um, um, when I sort of talked about the thing, there'll be a part two to the video, because I'm sort of setting myself a time limit that in a couple of weeks' time, I want to make another video where I show a track that I'm working on, and 
I want to see if I actually improved in drum programming through that course. Sure, yeah, cool. So we'll see. We'll find out. Henny was right. Hashtag. Hashtag Henny was right or Henny was wrong, yes. Um, <laughs> that's Well, maybe that's another thing we should talk about. We just did it as a joke in yes. one of the videos. <laughs> but um, if there's any, uh, if, you, if you can think of any videos that other YouTubers do yeah. where they really, really rave about a product or really, really dislike a product, let us know. Because we're going to do this new thing um, called YouTuber Wars. Yes. <laughs> YouTuber hashtag wars. Hashtag wars. Where we, uh, you know, if someone, for example, we just did today, we filmed this, um, the Tysco Fuzz. Mm. Um, I don't know if we talked about it last time, but we had to film it again because something went wrong last time with the filming. So we filmed it again today. And um, I know that Ryan, Six of Glam Ryan, really likes that fuzz. So I kind of just jokingly sort of said, you know, let us know by listening to the demo, is Ryan right or is Ryan wrong? Yeah. <laughs> so hashtag Ryan is right or hashtag Ryan is wrong. And it's kind of funny. And we thought, wouldn't it be kind of funny to, if we have access to the same gear that other YouTubers have access to, and if someone really doesn't like something, we'll take a look at it and let everyone decide and yeah. we decide, are they right or are they wrong? So we <laughs> might do it. Let us know. Uh, we want to do the YouTuber hashtag war. Yep. Uh, <laughs> should, should, we, should we let Ryan know he's involved in this? Of course, I'll let Ryan know. And actually, the other thing I want to do, because Ryan really doesn't like, so Ryan's going to get a couple. Hmm. Because re, Ryan, he didn't even did a video entirely about it. He really doesn't like the DoD flashback fuzz. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, which is one that I don't have. I don't actually have that fuzz. But I want to get a DoD flashback fuzz. <laughs> and I want to prove him wrong, because DoD rules. Yes. So that's going to be ha Ryan is wrong. Hashtag Ryan is wrong. Um, but yeah, let us know. So if you can think of any YouTubers that really rave about gear or really, really dislike or gear. Or really bin it out, yeah. Huh? Uh, let us know. And uh, we will try our best to prove them right or wrong. <laughs> so that could, yeah, that's a new thing. Yeah. Hashtag YouTuber mm -hmm. Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look forward to that. How to make friends uh, in the business. <laughs> and influence uh, people. Oh, we're going for time. Oh, we just just over an hour, so um, cool. may as well call it a day. Yeah, so let us know. I mean, it's was sort of kind of just babbling about stuff today, but yeah, uh, let us know. Uh, pedal boards. What kind of pedal boards would you like to mm. see us make? Uh, what kind of what are some things that other YouTubers make or made videos of that they really loved or really hated that we can um, we could become like the YouTuber police? Are they <laughs> right or are they wrong? Yes. Yes. Because we know we are always right. So. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I should say, I should rephrase it. I'm always right. Hey. <laughs> no. Um, Sigh. Yeah, so so that's 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 what we're going to do. And don't forget, um, uh, take a photo of whatever it is you're looking at while you're listening to this podcast because it's always interesting to find out where people, yeah, yeah. Where people are when they listen to this and who they are. Um, you know, it's always it's always nice to know who you talk to. Uh, and what should we make the word for the day? Oh, should we do it? Do a hashtag? Do hashtag YouTuber Wars. YouTuber Wars. Yes. So YouTuber E R Wars. Uh, <laughs> hashtag YouTuber Wars. That's the that's the new thing. <laughs> that's gonna be our new. We, we're starting. We're making enemies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Something We're going to take do. on the big guys. Yes. Yes. Should we, we will do Ola's wrong. Chugging <laughs> is wrong. <laughs> Chugging makes me sad. Oh, God. Imagine if you do something like that with oh, like God. someone like Ola. The backlash would be, oh, crap. <laughs> uh, but it would be funny. And, you know, we mean it in a, in a nice way. So, no, no, thank you so much for listening. Or do we? Do uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, yeah, see you all next time. Bye. Thanks for hanging. See you soon. <laughs>